It's a beautiful Australian morning. The flowers are blooming, the birds are singing, and... What was that? Was that a chainsaw you just heard? Nope, it was just the song of the lyrebird, nature's most complicated songwriter. By imitating other birds, animals, sound effects, and even humans, the lyrebird sings a weird and beautiful song to its one true love. But it's not over until the lyrebird sings, here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. We're hot and ready. 30 minutes of interesting animal intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm Joe. And I am Carlos. And today we're talking about a fancy bird with a thousand words for romance. Sure does. But more on that later. <laughs> sure does it do. <laughs> But yes, it's the lyre bird. That's right. Otherwise known as, and I got some doozies for this one. I actually came up with quite a few, but I'm I'm going to narrow it down to these three. Is one of them the feathered fibber? Because no. it's a lyre bird. Oh, come on, you're, <laughs> you're just taking the fire right. Really? Off Did of I one steal one of your jokes? Okay, I'll cut it out. The, the first one is uh, the ditto bird. Okay, that's you know like a dodo bird, ditto bird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The second one is liar, liar, pants on friar bird, which we'll talk about <laughs> later because it can imitate the friar bird. And the third one is the avian you can do, I can do better bird. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Bob's Burgers burger like level pun. Yeah, I liked it. The, the throwaways were the mimic master and the insufferable imitator, but those were just uh, alliterations. Other than that, not very clever. <laughs> uh, righty. But it's also called the Waringarong, the Woo Rail, and the Bulm Bulm uh, by Ab- uh, Australian Aborigines. Nice, excellent, but cool. So we know we know we know what everybody calls it at this point. You know all the all the various terms that people call it. But what do scientists call it? Well, the science community has a specific set of names for it that we like to call it's it's taxonomy or more specifically it's nomenclature Mm -hmm. you're about to find out what that is the kingdom you know it you love it you're in it animalia Mm -hmm. um phylum chordata same know it love it in it yep class aves (laughs) you're not in that i lost it because it's boards it's what it's boards (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's birds. Order Passeriformes. That's crows. Passeriformes. Passeriformes. It's crows and blue jays and peacocks and... I think it's the largest order of birds. I- I'm going to name them all. Uh, <laughs> Blackbirds. <laughs> Actually, I'll stop there. Okay, good. <laughs> I was already sweating. <laughs> They're in the family Menuridae. Ew. Menuridae? Yeah. Genius. Menura. Oh, even grosser. <laughs> and the species is Menura Novehole de Hollandae. <laughs> ha- that is a that is the longest species name I've ever seen. Nove yeah, usually like the order of the genus is long. But Nove Hollandae. Hollandaes. Hollandaes. Hollandae. Die. I bet you it's die. Probably. Nova anyway, Hall and discovered Dye. by a man named Latham, or maybe a woman, but it was in 1801. Nice. <laughs> Back when Australia was invented. Yeah, yeah. 
Would you like to know where they come from? Or where do they go? Cotton they come from Cotton Eye Joe? Cotton Eye Joe. You being Cotton Eye Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Where where do they come from or go? Either one. I don't care. We've mentioned they come from Australia. They come. They usually they like to live in the rainforests of New South Wales and Southeast Queensland. Today, though, they can be found in Tasmania and national parks around Melbourne. If I ever go to Australia, I'm going to have to look for these guys. Because uh, they are cool and so is Australia. They spend most of their time on the ground, so they prefer bushland and forest foliage. Me too. <laughs> Same, yeah. Now, you've heard about where they're from and where they fit in taxonomy. Mm-hmm. What do they look like? Yeah. What could they look like? A bird? They do look like a bird. I'm not going to... There's not going to be any surprises there. Be- beaks and, and feathers and stuff, right? They have one beak each, oh. yes. Oh, okay. So Two halves of a beak they can open, like your typical bird. But lyrebirds are Paceriformes of considerable stature hmm. with brown, gray, and pale blue plumage. I saw they were, they were pheasant-sized. They are pheasant-sized with longish legs and large rake-like toes. That's important. The toes? Yeah, because that's how they find food. They like to rake leaves and stuff. They, oh, okay. they rake leaves, yeah. That's just in time for fall. It's very neat of them. It is very neat. It's cool that they do it, and also neat. And, yeah, so it works on both um, <laughs> They have small J-ish heads. What? <laughs> a head is similar to a J. What? It looks like the letter J? No, a blue J. Oh. <laughs> a J-bird. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Understand. And these heads sit atop long necks. Finally, they have magnificent tail feathers that males use to attract females uh, like it's the first week of fall and their plumes are pumpkin spiced. Basically, yeah. Yeah. They They have two broad guard feathers bookended with 12 lacy wisp plumes. And there's some really ornate looking feathers too. Yeah. It's peacockish, yeah. not quite full peacock, but it's peacockish. Adjacent, yeah. I would say. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely better than a turkey, but not as good as a peacock in terms of ornateness. Turkey's got some nice, nice plumage. They have good colors, but they don't have a... as many intricate patterns. No, you're right. But I feel like we need to be more specific than pheasant sized, because who knows what a pheasant size is? We're about to, I suppose. We are about to because it, this the size brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show. Mm. The part of the show which you, listener, can submit your own intro to. All you have to do is send you yelling or singing or doing something to convey the words measure up in your own stylings. Uh, and send that to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. You can do it really easily by using the voice memo app on your iPhone if you have one, and you can just record yourself, and then it just gives you the option to email, and then you can email to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, and then you're done. Yeah, you can do it right now. Pause the episode, pull over. Mm-hmm. Pull over. I <laughs> 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 can't emphasize that enough. Send it on over. We'll put some reverb on it. It'll be real nice. If you liked last week's, because last week's was adorable. I can't imagine a person who wouldn't like it. So if you're one of those people that liked it, then send in your own. We don't have one this week. We have to do it ourselves because the first time we ever announced this, 
was the last episode. Yeah, and we're recording this, which came out today. Today, yeah. <laughs> we're ahead of we're ahead of the curve though. Yeah, which is good. Uh huh. Yeah, we're ahead of the J shaped head. Um. <laughs> anyway, the be- listeners' best mess best loved part of the show. Say it with me now. One, two, three. Measure up. That had like um, like a fanfare type of like harmony. Like da 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 da. Yeah. Measure up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about their length. Males are eighty-nine centimeters or three feet. How many lyrebirds go into the height of the Seminole Hard Rock guitar-shaped hotel in Hollywood, Florida, upon its completion? Ooh, that's a cool-looking building. Yeah. Uh, is it done? Uh, or is it as tall as it's going to be? As tall as it's going to be. I don't think it's done. It's close. It might be the height it's going to be. It looks like that might be like a 20-story building. Do you want a hint, though? No, I don't. It's not going to help. Actually, last time, your hint was was hurtful. It, no, this time it hurt my ability to, to, to figure this, this out. This actually does give you some idea as to the size of the building. The hotel will have 150 square feet of convention space. Okay. You've also seen the building. I have seen the building. In real life. Which, is, <laughs> which helps a lot. I'm ignoring your hint and thinking about what I've seen. So I'm going to go with this 20 story thing because that seems good, um, which would make it about 200 feet tall. If each story is 10 feet, and um, you said three feet for the lyre burn. So, doing in my head math would put it, I would say, 70 birds. That's that's good math, except for the fact that it's 450 feet tall. Oh, man, that is a tall building for, like, South Florida. <laughs> Which makes it 154 <laughs> birds. Bummer, I was... It did exactly half, almost. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to weight. All right. Not a terrible round. Let's see if you can pull ahead here. Super Superb Lyrebirds was the one we're specifically talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't think we did. That's the binomial name we said. There's another one called Albert's Lyrebird. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about the Superb Lyrebird, which is 2.1 pounds. How many lyrebirds go into the weight of a Fender Stratocaster, a.k.a. the modern lyre? Ha, is that really what it's called? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I call it. It would be funny if Fender Stratocaster's like uh, little bio, uh, tagline was the modern lyre. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lute. Don't get this confused with a lute. So uh, Stratocasters are they're on the he- a little bit on the heavier side. They don't have a hollow body. Most of them don't. I would say they weigh like... Oh, it's, it's, you know what? I need to give you a hint. No, you don't. I feel like no, I... No, you don't. This actually could... Uh, if you know anything about uh, what I'm about to give you a hint about, this will help you with weight, with density and weight. De- uh, density's not going to help me at all. Uh, Strat's bodies can be made out of alder, ash, poplar, or basswood. Poplar? The necks are made of maple. Okay, good. Maple has a density of something of something else, uh-huh. which really helps. I didn't give you the fretboard, so that's a variable. That's, that's usually rosewood. Uh, rosewood. So we, we know what that is. Also, it could be um, ebony. All right. I feel like 15 pounds is a good... It might be a little bit on the heavy side. 
Because it's weird because I've held a Stratocaster before and it's over my shoulders, which can bear a lot of weight. Oh, sure. Including 15 pounds. Yeah. And and even maybe even all the way up to 25 pounds sometimes when, uh-huh. I'm, when I'm feeling spry. But you've held it in your hand to pick it up. Yeah, but I haven't like tested it. <laughs> Usually I just immediately put the strap over my shoulder. So I think uh, maybe 15 pounds is a good middle ground there. And you said what? 2.1 Two pounds? Yep. So what that puts it at s- just about seven, more than seven, Firebirds. Uh, m- most Stratocasters are eight pounds. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's about four birds. I thought it was a lot stronger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have Whoa, a what is this? One. What is this guitar? Fifteen pounds? It's just eight pounds, Carlos. Do you have a Strat? No, but a lot of okay. my friends have had a Strat. Well, that's it. Okay, so. That was a that was kind kinder and also gentler. Thank you for not um, having me measure the uh, the depth of the atmosphere. Astronomical thing. <laughs> well, it's time for some fast facts, um, which are the majority of my content right now. So it's not that fast. Um, <laughs> unlike our friends the Hotson, they are shy and difficult to get close to, like an angsty human teenager. <laughs> they are good hiders. And will seek cover and freeze until danger is passed. Firefighters seeking shelter in mine shafts report sharing tunnels with lyrebirds. That'd be kind of cute. Maybe because I couldn't confirm confirm that. It, but it'd be cute to like, oh man, there's a forest fire and a bunch of firefighters are in this mine shaft and suddenly like a bunch of like little birds come trotting in, going like, can we share this with you? And they say yes. And then the lyrebird looks at them and goes yes. <laughs> and like, wow, that was very interesting and the library goes and wow that was very interesting <laughs> oh, like, okay. stop copying me and stop copying me. <laughs> speaking of fire lyrebirds help keep the forest safe from brush fires uh by s- starting uh controlled burns <laughs> <laughs> no uh before singing they clear away dry foliage to make a little stage mm, me too which makes fire more difficult to spread a eh? so if you got a fire over here on one side of the stage it's not going to spread to the other side of the stage through dirt. Impossible. It, would, it might go around, but it's neither here nor there. Because they also create little safe zones for critterinos during a fire. So if you have a fire, you just go to the main stage, the bird stage, and just, you know, there's going to be no fire there. Just like the Madison Square Garden of Lyrebird concertos. Yes, except for it's the only place that isn't garden. It's just plain dirt. Yeah, it's the opposite of garden. Yeah. Madison usually circle, not garden. Perfect. I was very close. <laughs> they eat insects, spiders, worms, and lizards. And we mentioned before that they do this by raking leaves to find goodies in dead foliage. My dog likes that ex- exact same menu. <laughs> insects, spiders, worms, and lizards. Mm-hmm. And I assume kibble and anything that falls on the floor. He definitely pursues the lizards and, and worms with more fervor than the kibble. I'm assuming this is m- more. Yeah, my little Jack Russell Terrier. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he likes it to move. Maybe you got to move around the kibble. <laughs> just, get it, just get it moving. Get some motion get, in there. Yeah, get this, this rustled up. Um, so they can live. They're pretty long-lived. They can live for about 30 years. Wow. Yeah, female, but they their breeding cycles are also really long. Females only start breeding after five years. Males start after six to eight years. 
So your first boyfriend as a female uh, lyre bird is usually older, an older boy. Okay. Um, so males defend breeding territories, and they can have as many as eight females in their territory. After that, the Australian government cracks down on polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> they must, right? Because why would anyone say exactly eight females, up to eight? That's so very specific. These are very intelligent birds, and they probably have their own polygamy laws. <laughs> Um, so they clear stages for courtship displays that consist of bare soil mounds. Uh, but Albert's lyre birds can lay sticks because they believe that wood flooring helps resale value. <laughs> but then you just find out it's, it's, it's linoleum. Yeah. They've yeah. been pulling one over it's on just, you. They, they've been pulling on over on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so L- this, linoleum that is. This is very bower birdish. Behavior, uh, like yeah, building a thing and then dancing and singing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the ta- the taxonomy titan, well, the bird. Um, these guys don't focus as much on decor. Yeah, they and they focus a little bit more on acoustics. They have other uh, attributes that they want to flaunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although they do have the plumage. That's true. So we were saying before with the bowerbirds that like that maybe they build houses because their plumage. Uh, isn't brown. as brilliant, but or the, or maybe their plumage isn't as brilliant because of their building houses instead. But the um, the lyrebird has a magnificent song and great plumage and a, a little, little 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 hardwood floors, <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, dirt mounds. That's not as impressive. No, and it's the one we're talking about. Okay, the old superb one. Oh well, that's not very superb of it. <laughs> Is it time for the major? Fact? It is time. So it so this is why you came and tuned into this this episode not to hear measure up, <laughs> but to hear the major fact. So oh, as debatable. what listener polls would disagree, <laughs> but one <laughs> from my own listener polls, I just don't believe in Twitter. <laughs> These birds do tell us about that. All right, let's let's listen to them tweet. Uh, the lyrebird has arguably the most complex song in the animal kingdom. More complex than Beethoven's Fifth or Bohemian Rhapsody. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> really? Does Bohemian Rhapsody have chainsaw sounds in it? I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't even consider a song good unless it has a chainsaw sound effect somewhere hidden, embedded there. It's a good thing you live in like the modern era then. Yeah, it's like one of those recording ro- uh, robot toucans that you can get at Cracker Barrel. Where you, like, you can just say anything into it and it'll repeat it back. The Lyrebird is very similar to this. If you're um, not familiar with Cracker Barrel, then you're probably not from the South. Is it only in the South? Yeah. Okay. Well, a homestyle uh, <laughs> restaurant that people... With, with, a, with a country shop in front. That people only visit when they're on their way to things. <laughs> <laughs> it's popular along highways. And it has uh, it has rocking chairs out front that and you can checkers. buy for like $1,000. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, so in the wild, like you said, it clears a space on the forest floor and begins its song, his song, to attract a female. And he'll imitate over 20 different species of birds, including the friar bird, liar, liar, pants on friar bird, mm-hmm. um, and the taxonomy titan, the satin bower bird, uh, and also the la- laughing kookaburra, which you can hear now. So even the uh, the original birds who 
make these calls are tricked into thinking that they're hearing this call uh, from one of their kin when really they're just hearing it from the lyrebird. This is all thanks to an incredibly complex syrinx, S-Y-R-I-N-X, like a larynx, but a syrinx. It's the organ at the base of a bird's trachea that controls sound through vibrations. Um, and it's the most complex in all of the passeriformes, passeriformes, whatever. Um, so it can imitate all these different kinds of birds, but that's not all. The lyrebird can also imitate some other Aussie animals as well, including the koala and the dingo. And I don't know what either of those two animals sound like. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't find a recording of it, but I did find a lot of recordings of other things. I imagine the dingo sounds like a dog. Yeah, like a bark, but maybe sometimes like like hyenas look like dogs. They're not dogs at all, but they, they, they look like dogs. But and they, dingoes are more dogs than... Yeah, but it's just something that looks like a dog can also make a weird, different sound. Who knows? Yeah. Yips and yelps and howls, maybe, if we're lucky. But here's the crazy part. Captive lyrebirds can imitate almost anything they hear. Uh, there's um, a lyrebird named uh, Chook from the Adelaide Zoo. And uh, what we've done is, uh, well, we've invited Chook into, into the studio with us. Hey there, Chook. How about you imitate some, some, some of the things you know how to imitate? How about a, a camera shutter? A car alarm? Could you do some hammers? Uh, maybe some nails? I bet you can't do a saw. An electric drill? A chainsaw? How about a chainsaw that's having a little bit of difficulty starting up? Here's the coup de gras. I bet you can't do any human sounds. Do you even know your own name? Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> that was excellent. Excellent work. It's very excellent. Yeah, so it's like it, it, it's like stomp. Like is he can, he's, his song is made up of just like construction sounds. Um, but yeah, once they 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 did a bunch of construction work at the Adelaide Zoo, and he he picked up all of these uh, of these sounds from from uh, much to the sh- much to the chagrin. Chagrin? Chagrin. Of all the employees there. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're finally done with construction, and yet we hear it in our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if I had a lyrebird, I wouldn't name him Chook. I would name him Lylebird. He'd be Lyle. (laughs) Uh, So, obviously, we didn't actually bring a lyrebird into our deluxe studio, but I will link to the video that I got um, these these recordings from um, on Facebook and Twitter and also on uh, ldtaxonomy.com. Hmm. Uh, there's a recording in the Australian National Film and Sound Archive of a uh, lyrebird imitating an electronic shooting game, which it shoot, I assume is like... Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, pew, pew. <laughs> um, and a, a ringtone, like a mobile ringtone. It has Also, a, electronic shooting game? Yeah. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said, electronic <laughs> shooting game, and I couldn't find out, like, what kind of... Like, call... Call of Duty? <laughs> or like Asteroids. Yeah. <laughs> one of those uh, one of those newfangled electronic uh, 
you know, bullet propulsion systems simulators. <laughs> <laughs> bullet propulsion simulator. That's good. Yep. I like that. Uh, the lyrebird has also been known to imitate barking dogs and crying babies. Same. I couldn't find any recordings of that. Really? You? Oh, sure. Oh, that's, that's disturbing the peace. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they can, I can. Really? That's how that works? Oh, yeah. Even the polygamy part? <laughs> no. The Australian government wouldn't have it. <laughs> nope. But you're not in Australia or in America. Where it's Also illegal. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> uh, there's even an Australian website where you can create artificial voices, and it's called, you guessed it, liarbird.ai. Nice. And uh, so basically this, this bird is a veritable um, Michael, Michael Winslow. Oh, yeah. So put put this bird in Police Academy and Police Academy Two and Police Academy like six. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just the first two. After that, it just goes straight to DVD. And <laughs> Lyle Bird doesn't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> Chuck Chuck isn't isn't about it. So, do you have anything else? No, except for no. No, except for no. So, for you out there in podcast land, warm up your syrinx. Learn a couple of guitar chords and sing a new song like the lyrebird does in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hi everyone, Carlos here with some announcements and humble requests. First, Joe and I have been uh, recently guests on the Play Comics podcast with Chris, uh, where we talk about the superhero The Tick, which works into our whole animal shtick, which rhymes. Second, I'm sure you noticed we haven't been putting the brain trust tag at the end of our episodes, and that's because we have struck out on our own. Be proud of us. Thirdly, we have a lot of fun on the show, and we want to spread that fun to as many people as possible. And for that, we need you. So go ahead and please, 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 please open up your podcasting app and leave us a review. It doesn't have to be long. In fact, it doesn't even need to have words. It just needs to be five stars. <laughs> that that last part isn't true. But if you like what you hear, you'd really be helping us out by leaving some stars for others to see how interesting we are. Also, the best way to spread the interestingness around is through word of mouth. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, or even passersby on the street about our show and how they can learn all kinds of animal trivia for absolutely free. We do the show for free. Go tell people about our free interesting animal info. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks for listening, and have a wild day. This is going to take a little bit of editing. <laughs> Are we still recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.